First off, as we do each and every Peninsula Talks, time to cross to Piers Cunningham, our intrepid COVID-19 reporter. Piers, good morning. Welcome to RPPFM and welcome back to Peninsula Talks again. Morning, Brendan. Piers, I'm just wondering how we're travelling at the moment. Daniel Andrews just beginning to sort of shake the cage a little bit more, worried, I guess, about Omicron. We've seen a number of infections sort of blowing out across a number of the schools at the moment. What are you seeing and uh, what's the latest as far as uh, your desk is concerned, Piers? Yeah, well, look, there's a lot around anecdotally. You know, you're hearing about it all the time, particularly among school kids because it seems to spread pretty easily and then they take it home and spread it around their families and their parents. So there is a lot of it there is predicting that there's, there's going to be a peak in this current surge. It is the sub-variant, the B2 sub-variant of Omicron that's now sort of taken hold and it's uh, believed to be even more contagious than the original Omicron which surfaced late, late last year and sort of threw into, threw into doubt all the, uh, the benefits of being double vaccinated and, and uh, being over Delta. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, that's the way things are rolling. And there's now even news coming out uh, about the WHO, the World Health Organization, making a warning against a new mutant XE variant of Omicron that could be more transmissible than strains of, of COVID-19 seen before. And it seems to be a mutant hybrid of Omicron BA1 and BA2 sublineages of COVID-19. So that's a bit of a concern. Not, it's not uh, nearly as prevalent as the B2 uh, form of Omicron, but it does seem that uh, that's a variant to watch out for. And uh, Jacinta Ardern has warned uh, that uh, we could be looking at uh, more COVID variants in 2022, just as we did in 2021. Love and life. So don't tell me, the uh, mutant hybrid, this new, um, new variant which the WHO has uh, identified, is it as um, prevalent? Well, it's not as prevalent as you say, but is it as uh, disastrous if we catch it? I mean, how infectious is it and uh, what are the consequences? Well, look, it's early days to, to really answer that question, but it does seem that, that uh, the, the trajectory is increased infectious uh, capability of the virus. Uh, but as to whether it is more severe and more deadly and resulting in more hospitalisations uh, or sort of breakthrough of protections afforded by vaccines, that's unknown at this stage. It is quite early days. Uh, it's been detected, I think, in the UK is one of the... Uh, the places that it's been seen since January, actually. And there's over 600 sequences have been recorded and confirmed there since. Uh, but it is, as I said, a little bit early to be speculating. The trend actually seems to be towards more transmissibility, but less severity or certainly not significantly more severity. Uh, but uh, really, it's, I think it's just too early to give you an answer on the uh, sublineal, that, that third sublineage, if you like, the XE form of Omicron. Uh, but what I can say is uh, well, we, we all know that, that the, uh, the main thing that's circulating around in our community is the, uh, the B2 version of Omicron. And uh, that's really doing a lot to affect our country in terms of uh, the numbers and the caseloads that, that Victoria is experiencing. Just having a look at the stats for the whole of Australia right now. Yeah, active cases, we've got 488,000. 958 active cases uh, that's reported uh, to the 5th of, of April. Uh, there's, uh, they're spread mainly uh, in, in the big states, New South Wales, 260,000 
odd of them, and uh, and then Victoria sixty three thousand. So actually, the the clear the clear winner, if you like, in inverted commas of the uh, the, the caseloads in uh, in the last twenty four hours is uh, is definitely New South Wales. You know, the hospitalisations aren't too bad. There seem to be quite good benefits afforded by being triple vaccinated. I can tell you that anecdotally from people I know who are only double vaccinated, they do seem to experience worse symptoms than people who are triple vaccinated. So that's assuming that that third jab uh, happened fairly recently within the last, say, three months this year or early this year, late last year. There seems to be some uh, you know, extra protection afforded beyond just the two vaccinations that everyone had from late last year or you know, well over 90% of the Australian population, 16 and over, had by late last year. The total cases throughout the whole pandemic, four and a half million cases now for Australia, 67 million tests conducted, and uh, very sadly, a death toll of 6,435 people for Australia. Indeed, uh, incredible numbers, Pierce. And as you say, with uh, this new variant out and about, who knows, maybe we're going to have to come to terms with Omicron and its various uh, manifestations for the next little while. It seems a little bit harrowing, perhaps, as we confront the middle part of the year that once again, as we move into winter, maybe new variants are around, which uh, could cause us a little bit of grief across the, uh, the winter months down here in the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah, and there's also the, the, uh, the suggestion that because we've opened the international borders, that we will be getting the winter flu as well. So it'll be a double whammy. It could be new variants of, of coronavirus, but also combined with the, uh, the usual uh, winter flu, which we've missed out on the last couple of years because the borders have been closed. Well, they're open now. And funnily enough, I believe you don't even, you're not even required to have a, a negative PCR test before you embark on a plane to Australia. And yet, controversially, uh, we still have this, uh, this seven-day uh, lockdown for people who are close contacts. And that's, um, that is drawing some uh, political debate at the moment. Dan Andrews has come out and his health minister just recently saying, no, we'll, we'll stick to that for the time being. But there do seem to be inconsistencies. You know, why would you let people in without testing them when you're locking people down who are just close contacts within households in Australia? And that's, why, inconsistent. And that's why we love you, uh Joining us on the Peninsula Talks program, Piers Cunningham. Thank you very much indeed. COVID-19 intrepid reporter, Piers. Hopefully we can book you for the same time next week. Yep, be happy to do so. Just just as a final note for people who might be a bit concerned about what we've been saying in the last five minutes or so, the hospitalisation rates are still actually quite low. Only 114 people currently in ICU for the whole country and uh, 28 people currently ventilated. So those numbers are quite manageable. So it would seem that the vaccinations that we've had are doing a lot of good. Sounds good. Nice optimistic note to finish on. Piers Cunningham, thank you very much indeed. Speak to you soon. RWPFM across the Monument Peninsula, 98.7,